Welcome to Talking for the Health of It with Permanente Medicine. I'm Amy Kaiser, Communication Coordinator. And I'm James Boyle, Health Engagement Trainer. We both work on the health engagement team here at the Mid-Atlantic Permanente Medical Group, where we serve members of Kaiser Permanente in the Mid-Atlantic region. Today we're talking with Permanente Medicine physician, Dr. Margaret Schwiso, about plant-forward eating. Welcome, Dr. Schwiso. Thank you for joining us. Uh, talk a little bit about yourself. Thank you for having me. My name is Margaret Schwiso. I am a double board certified internal medicine and gastroenterology physician with the Mid-Atlantic Permanent Medical Group. I specialize in inflammatory bowel disease. I am certified in pediatric nutrition for healthcare professionals. I see patients in the Northern Virginia service area. Dr. Schwiso, could you start us off by defining what plant-forward eating is? Sure. So a plant-forward or plant-based diet means that most of your meals are basically replaced with plants. That does not mean that you're completely eliminating animal products. It just means that most of the food on your plate comes from plants. There are many ways of doing this. For example, the food can come from whole plants, meaning whole pro fresh products, or plant-based meals. Plant-forward eating is not really, uh, is not should not suggest a restrictive diet. It's more of a lifestyle. Therefore, there's many ways to go about it. And in terms of lifestyle versus diet, how does plant-forward eating differ from other lifestyles out there like veganism or vegetarianism? So the term plant-forward means that, by definition, it's not a restrictive dietary pattern. Let's say veganism, for example. Veganism focuses on complete elimination of all animal sources and animal food products. So no meat, no dairy, no eggs, no fish, no honey. Now, plant forward means that most of your food, most of your calories comes from plants, but allows for occasional animal products. It is a lifestyle choice. This is something that people are able to do um, as a routine. And it still allows them, let's say, if on a special occasion they want to go out and have a, a steak or a, a hamburger, they are able to enjoy that without any guilt. How would you compare uh, plant-forward eating with uh, different diets that are common right now? So, you know, I personally do not like the term diet. Uh, when I think of a diet, this is something that is actually uh, almost anxiety-provoking, inducing to a lot of my patients. It's something that's restrictive, and that's something that's not um, a, a long-term option for anybody. But when you think about the plant-forward lifestyle, you're just thinking that on a daily basis, uh, you are making a choice what goes into your mouth with understanding that you are actually focusing on feeding your gut microbiome the right things to allow the gut microbiome to, to make anti-inflammatory molecules to help not only your gut, but health your, to, uh, and that will help your overall health. So, um, you know, I have a lot of patients who come to me who are already on all sorts of diet, anything from carnivore, keto, paleo, or maybe Atkins, 
And they are coming to me because they are disappointed that the particular diet they are trying did not really make the promised changes uh, in their overall health. Yes, maybe perhaps they were able to lose um, you know, 10 pounds over the past three weeks doing keto diet, but now they have um, a lot of GI issues and they're wondering where is this coming from? So it takes a lot of time to really educate the patients that restrictive diets are not really an answer to many health problems. Um, that it's more so, you know, the, the choice that we make, um, meaning plants, um, are really the answer. What does plant-forward eating look like in action? So when I talk about this uh, with my patients in the clinic, I always tell them, let's start with a trip to the grocery store. Uh, you go to the grocery store and... What you really should focus on is shopping in the periphery of the grocery store, so the fresh produce aisle, because that's where the whole plants come from. You um, are, you are getting um, food products that do not have a label, therefore no ingredient label that comes with them, um, and that really should be your focus, right? Um, and I'm not saying that you should never have any processed foods because that's actually not realistic, but just make, you know, realize that choosing whole food um, should be your, your primary concern. Processed foods are foods uh, that, you know, are altered by uh, process of preparation and they um, are not necessarily health products. They have a lot of uh, sodium, a lot of fat, maybe sugar, but uh, I always say these should be enjoyed on a least fre frequent basis. When I talk about plant-forward eating uh, with my patients, I teach them uh, this in a terms of a lifestyle, meaning that, you know, I don't want you to restrict certain foods that you love. Instead, I want you to focus on bringing the foods that perhaps you have not experimented with before. So I don't want to, I don't want you to think that you're going to have to give up uh, hot wings for the rest of your life. No, I just want you to be open-minded and explore with other food options out there. And you will see that over time, by making these very small changes, you will develop a completely different dietary pattern. An average American consumes the same five to 10 vegetables every week. So what I ask my patients in the clinic, I basically tell them every day, come up with a goal of perhaps five plants throughout the day. Um, I do a dietary review with them and we just discuss where are the areas you can actually incorporate more veggies, fruits and veggies throughout the day. And I kind of have to get an idea of what do they think healthy eating is? And if I see that there is a huge discrepancy, I start educating. So every every patient is different and everybody has different uh, nutritional knowledge. And I start from there. But the yeah. most important point that I try to um, emphasize to every single patient that I, uh, that I see is that whatever change you make, it has to be sustainable. That's why I always preach very small steps in the beginning. 
So when it comes to choosing more whole foods, uh, what's an example of uh, something that is often bought in processed form that there's a good uh, whole food alternative? That's a good question, James. So to give you an example, uh, one of the you know commonly bought processed foods is a processed sugary morning cereal. Um, a better option would be more of a whole food option would be rolled oats or perhaps steel cut oats. Not only are they more nutrient dense, they have more protein and fiber. Therefore, they are more healthy for you. If something is plant-based, does that automatically mean that it's healthy? Great question. The answer is no. There are a lot of plant-based food products out there that are actually considered highly processed. The examples include uh, processed plant-based meats, things like Beyond Burger. Um, and uh, the, these food products, yes, they are made out of plants, but they are processed and they have a lot of additives, emulsifiers and things uh, that are just not healthy for you. They are usually very high in salt. They can be high in sugar and uh, bad fat. So yes, you can eat plants, but what we recommend is eating whole plants as opposed to processed plants. And of course, what's appealing about these meat replacement items, uh, as you mentioned, is that, is that they taste very similar to uh, the meat that, that they're replacing. And as you're encouraging members to eat more whole foods, um, what would you recommend to someone who says they don't like eating fruits or vegetables? What are opportunities for them uh, to eat more plant-forward? So, you know, I think that uh, if you um, still, you know, after having these conversations and sh looking at data that strongly support plant-predominant uh, uh, eating pattern uh, because of the anti-inflammatory properties, the, you know, I think that the number one deterrent is that people uh, don't know how to prepare food so it tastes good. So um, I actually take this opportunity to tell them that, of course, I don't like eating, uh, you know, a salad that's made out of iceberg lettuce and has one vegetable in it. I mean, it's just, it's not like something that's appealing. I, I actually take this opportunity to, to show them that um, you can learn how to cook and... Um, you can learn how to prepare food in a really fun way. Um, and I spend a lot of time, so obviously for those who are motivated, and I literally show them examples. Uh, I'll tell, I'll show them, you know, you can make this delicious um, barbecue tofu and I will show them how to do it. It takes me a couple of minutes, but uh, I basically encourage um, exploring certain cooking techniques and just exploring different dietary patterns and different cuisines. It sounds like there are a lot of benefits to eating plant-forward, such as freedom in food choices. And could you speak to a little bit more of the health benefits to eating a more plant-forward diet? 
as a gastroenterologist, I always focus on gut health uh, because that's what I see in my daily clinical practice. A lot of patients are asking me about um, their digestive issues and they're asking where are these digestive issues coming from? So I start the conversation by educating them uh, about the gut microbiome. We all have trillions of bacteria that live within our digestive tract. Um, some of them are the good bacteria and some of them are the bad bacteria. And the food that we put into our mouths can actually affect the ratio of this bacteria. So by eating plants, mostly plants, what we're doing is that we are actually allowing the good bacteria to grow inside of our gut. So that's number one benefit that I teach to my patients from a plant-based diet. Plants or the prebiotic fiber um, is the fuel for the good bacteria to grow. And ultimately what will happen is that that good bacteria will start making certain powerful anti-inflammatory molecules called short-chain fatty acids. The short-chain fatty acids then will further regulate our gut health, our uh, immunity, our metabolic health, and our cardiovascular health. The other benefits of eating plants include fighting chronic disease, um, especially cardiovascular disease, heart attack, and strokes are shown to um, be reduced by eating cardio uh, by eating plant-based diet. Um, improvement in brain function, um, reduction of inflammation, uh, regulation of blood sugar, insulin sensitivity, cholesterol, high blood pressure. But also another very important reason to put more plants onto your um, plate is to reduce your overall mortality and uh, reduce the risk of certain cancers. There's a lot of data to support that eating plants will actually lead to increased longevity and just overall better life quality and better overall health. One concern when changing your diet is that you may not get all of the macronutrients that you need one that's a common concern is protein. There's also carbs and fats. How does eating plant forward shift the balance of macronutrients? If you're consuming a well-planned and diversified plant-based diet, there should be no concern about getting macronutrients. You are still going to get plenty of protein, you're going to get plenty of good fats, and you're going to get plenty of carbohydrates. Very well-diversified plant-based diet will provide an overabundance of vitamins and minerals, and there will be very little need for supplementation. Unless you're following a very strict vegan diet, where there are certain vitamins of concerns that should be appropriately supplemented. To give you an idea, um, an average person needs 0.4 grams of protein per body, uh, per pound of body. So an average sized female probably needs 45, 46 grams of protein per day, and an average sized male 
probably needs 56 grams of protein per day. If, uh, let's say, on a 2,000 calorie per day diet, all you ate was broccoli, you would have gotten 145 grams of protein per day. Now, I certainly do not recommend that you eat broccoli without diversification of your uh, other food sources, but this is just an example. Plants have plenty of great protein. For example, legumes, um, soy products, whole grains. Uh, lentils have 18 grams of protein per cup, and chickpeas have 12 grams of protein per cup. Soy products such as uh, tofu or tempeh, tempeh has up to 41 grams of protein per cup. So as you can see, there's plenty of choices within the plant world. Which vitamins should people who are trying to eat plant-forward be aware of that they might need to supplement? If you're eating very diverse, you are very likely, you likely are not going to be uh, concerned about uh, vitamins and minerals. If you are on a very strict vegan diet where you're eliminating uh, all animal sources, then you have to consider vitamin B12 supplements. You should also consider vitamin D and calcium supplements unless the foods that are eating are fortified with vitamin D or calcium. Um, for example, uh, soy milk is available in a fortified um, form, meaning that uh, a lot of soy milk on the market already has B12, vitamin D, calcium, and iron in it. Um, you can also get uh, vitamin B12 from nutritional yeast. So, so there's basically a lot of food options there where, where uh, they are already, uh, they included these minerals and vitamins of concern. So there's a lot of... Uh, uh, food products on the market that are fortified, so you do not need to be concerned about these nutrients. And if there's one thing that you would want everyone to know about plant-forward eating, what would it be? That there, there are tremendous benefits of a plant-forward diet. As a gastroenterologist, um, I see benefits not only from improving your gut health, but uh, I also see benefits to your overall health. The the benefits include uh, reduction in cardiovascular morbidity and mortality, improvement of your metabolic health, improvement in your overall inflammation in the body, improvement in your brain health, as well as reduction of cancer. What resources are available for members looking to learn more about plant-forward eating? So Kaiser Permanente has uh, really good resources on kp.org website where you can get information on plant-based eating. Um, another good resource is uh, are our registered dietitians or nutritionists. And remember, always your primary care doctor, reaching out to your primary care doctor or your subspecialist, your cardiologist, your gastroenterologist, we can uh, certainly be that resource for you. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. Schwiso. And as always, we will put links to these resources as well as other helpful information in the description for this episode. Dr. Schwiso, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. We hope you check back in with us for future episodes on wellness topics and specials covering specific areas of health. 
This has been Talking for the Health of It, and we'll talk to you next time. 